up, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode one of Living with Muscular Dystrophy podcast. And I'm your host, AJ Scott. And some call me A to the J. A to the J. There are many exciting things that I am here to talk to you about. But before we get into that, I think it is important for all of you to know a little bit about who I am and my passion behind starting this podcast. The reason I created this show is to advocate for not only myself, but for others in the handicapped community who have similar disabilities or any physical limitations and show that as well as explain the many misconceptions that able-bodied people may have about people with disabilities. While many of us in the handicapped community live very different lifestyles, oftentimes than most other people, we still have the same desires and goals for our lives. Some of us are in a better place than others, but I think that I am living proof that even with muscular dystrophy, I am able to live a happy and fruitful life. That is not to say that it is always easy to be happy in a situation such as this. Just like everybody else, I have my good days and my bad days. But for me, the key is to not think about or dwell on the things that I am not able to do. And instead, try to maximize the things that I am able to do. But with all things having to do with having a positive mindset, it is often easier said than done. And I've often heard the question of, how do you push yourself to keep going? Or how do you get out of bed every day? And to me, that's not something I think about. Because for me, this is my daily routine, just like anybody else's daily routine. For example, getting up and taking the dog for a walk or getting up and brushing your teeth. I do the same thing. I just have to do it a little bit differently than a lot of other people. Sometimes it can be monotonous and frustrating, but overall, it's not too much of a big deal. Because this is my life, so I'm used to it. And I do not say that for it to sound depressing, but it is my life, and I work through it every day. And some days, I don't even think about the challenges. So now that you have a better understanding of why I am doing this, I think it is necessary for me to explain who I am and explain my life with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. So you may be wondering, I thought this was 
a muscular dystrophy podcast? Well, it is, but there are thousands of different kinds of muscular dystrophy in the world. I have Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which is a degenerative muscle disease that causes me to grow continually weaker as the years pass. And it affects almost every muscle in my body, except my brain, which I am blessed that it has not affected my brain. Because if it had, the people that know me would not know me for my sarcasm and wit. Because of the disease, I have to use a wheelchair to get around. And I have to wear wear a ventilator all night and a portion of my day. But thanks to the evolution of technology, my ventilator is non-invasive, meaning I do not have to put a tube down my throat or have a trach. Which, lucky for me, has saved me from a lot more challenges. And basically, someone has to take care of me all the time. Which can be frustrating. But it's not always that bad. Because like I said earlier, it's a part of my life. And I haven't accepted it. And even at times, I have embraced it as a person. It has made me unafraid to ask others for help. And I know many people that do not like to ask for help. So it has forced me to grow and allow people to help me and not be ashamed of it. So now that you understand a little bit about my disorder, I want to tell you, summarize my history with the illness. So I was born... June 2nd, 2002. So that would make me 20 for those of us who may need help adding. And I was born with zero complications and everything seemed perfect almost. So the first few years of my life were actually very normal as we were not aware of my muscular dystrophy until I was diagnosed at the age of six. Before that, I would often fall, and I would fall many times until a teacher suggested to my parents that I be checked on. So we went to a doctor in my hometown, and then we went to a specialist in Augusta, Georgia, and they did a biopsy on me. And like I said, I was diagnosed when I was six. But even at that point, Duchenne did not have a huge effect on my life. The biggest effect it had on my life was I started taking prednisone daily as a treatment to try to slow the progression of the disease, which made me put on some weight when I was a kid, and I was a little bit chubby. But hey, there were a lot of us that were chubby at some point in our lives. I remember I had to wear husky jeans, which at the time was a little embarrassing. But now looking back, I don't know why I was embarrassed at all. I was just a little thick 
a little fluffy. A little fluff never hurt anybody. Anyways. The effect of the disease was very minimal. What? By the time I was nine, it was definitely noticeable that I was getting weaker. And then, well, I don't remember what year it was, but around that time, I fractured my ankle walking into my house. So that took me out of action for a while. And unfortunately, once it healed, I decided I did not want to continue walking because I was scared I would break my ankle. And now looking back, it's easy to say I should have handled it differently or I should have tried to walk again. But I can't go back now. So now that is just a part of my story. So ever since the age of nine, I have been using a wheelchair. I went from manual wheelchair to a power assist wheelchair, which is similar but would give me a slight boost. And I went through a couple of motorized wheelchairs that I have been using ever since. And let me tell you, I have logged many miles on my previous wheelchairs driving everywhere. So a couple years after I permanently was in a wheelchair, I developed severe scoliosis, which is the curvature of my spine due to the weakening of my muscles. So I had to have spinal fusion surgery, which was one of the scariest days of my life. But it is a decision that I have no regrets over because it probably prolonged my life and improved my, I guess you would say, standard of life. I don't know if that's the correct term, but it made my life better and made me more comfortable. Plus, I got to miss three months of school, which I'm not sure a kid that would be mad about that. I know I sure wasn't, even though it sucked doing all of my schoolwork at home, but I got through it. And it was a necessary surgery to have that without my spine may have crushed my lungs. And, well, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that that's not good. So if I had to have surgery performed on me for over six hours so my lungs wouldn't be crushed, it's safe to say it was well worth it. Now that I've told you about my spinal fusion surgery, you're probably wondering what the heck that means. Basically, for that surgery, they cut my back open, straightened out my spine, and put two titanium rods on both sides of my spine to keep it in place. Yeah, I know. It sounds gross. I feel a little queasy just thinking about it. But luckily, I do not have the video of them performing my surgery. So I will never have to see it. But luckily, I had no complications from surgery. So within a few months, I was 100% healed. Then from there, I have not had too many surgeries. I had to have my appendix removed when I was like 13. And then I dealt with severe kidney stones when I was in high school. But other than that, I haven't had many major surgeries. A year. And some change after I had my spinal 
fusion surgery, I was able to get my service dog, Aria, which has turned out to be one of the greatest gifts I could receive as a result of Duchenne muscular dystrophy. So if you ask me if I would change anything, but I would have to give up my service dog, that would be a very difficult decision to make. I was on the waiting list for four and a half years. And once I got the call that I would be going to Atlanta, Georgia for two weeks to dog camp, I was like, I'll do whatever it takes to go there for two weeks and get a dog. So that's what I did. It was a challenging two weeks as it was the first time I had really traveled since my surgery a year and a half earlier. But it was well worth it. Now, I must say that sometimes when I hear people talking about going online and buying a vest for their dog, it irks me a little bit because of all the hard work I had to do to get a service dog. Now, I'm not saying other people shouldn't be allowed to get a service dog because that would be insane. And maybe it's not right for me to be frustrated when people can get a service dog so easily. I feel that it is okay because I did all that work to get the best possible service dog. If people want to make their untrained dog service dogs, then I say, by all means, go ahead and do it. From my own experiences, I know that you can develop a special bond with an animal, a bond that is often unbreakable. To me, this podcast is intended for everyone. Handicapped. And non-handicapped people, all the same. But I think it is very important for non-handicapped people to listen to my podcast so they can get a better understanding of what it's like to live with a disability, even though I cannot help them understand other types of disabilities. I can share my experience with the world to help them understand and to break them from their misconceptions that people may have taught them throughout their lives and show them that even with a disability, if you work hard enough, you can pretty much accomplish anything. And maybe that will inspire them. Maybe that will inspire you guys to work harder towards your goals and your dreams. Because I think if I can do it, then anybody can do it. And even though it is sometimes hard, the key is to keep it going. Like that, uh, that fish from, uh, What's that movie called? Finding Nemo. What's that? Bluefish. It's Dory. She said, just keep swimming. So that's what you got to do. So to give you all a sneak peek at what is to come, here are some things that I will be talking about in other episodes. The struggles with handicapped parking, how to approach handicapped folks, my struggles with dating and friendships. My 
college story. As well as how to avoid being an ableist. But those are just a few examples of the topics I will be talking about. Even though this first episode has been kind of serious, I intend to tackle future episodes in a lighthearted manner because I want to make you guys laugh because I have heard from a few people that I'm a very funny person. Their words, not mine. See, I'm trying to be funny. Living life with a disability definitely provides many comical moments that I will not soon forget. And we will get into those as more episodes come along. To cap off my very first episode as a podcaster, yes, I'm a professional now. I think you guys deserve to hear a funny story. So where should I start? Because there's so many to choose from. Okay, so this one time I had an appointment somewhere and the van we had had been having some trouble with the doors opening correctly. Well, we figured it's not like the door would actually fall off or anything like that. Well, we were completely wrong. It could fall off, and it did. When we got to my appointment, we opened the door so I could get out. And like in slow motion, a door just started rolling off the hinges. Literally. Until it bounced off the ground, and we didn't know what to do. And we tried the best we could to get the door back on there, but it would just not work. So we ended up duct taping the door in place as best we could so that I could get home and get out of my wheelchair because I had to use the bathroom and not number one, if you know what I'm saying. But who would have thought the door could fall off of our van? That's just pure insanity. But apparently, it is something that the dealership has heard of before, which I could not believe. But there you have it. That's the first funny story of many more that I will share with you. I think I have talked enough for one episode, and you guys understand who I am and why I am doing this. So, if you want to reach out to me, reach me on Instagram at AJScott0602. And don't forget to comment on this episode and share it with your friends and remember if you have a minivan with a ramp the door can fall off and it is possible so if anybody ever asks you'll know all right i'm out of here i'll see y'all next episode all right go exit out go do something productive please